Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox here from Halos in the Infield, and you know what could really help us? You giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast, or when you watch us on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Please leave a comment, whatever you got to do, because it all helps in the algorithm, baby, as we get to this 2023 Angels baseball season with you, the fans, and Halos in the Infield. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, and a special guest host of mine today, part of the show, as well, as you'll hear him to be moving forward, the one, the only, me, (laughs) (laughs) Halo Joe, it's me, Halo Joe, how you guys doing, how's everybody doing? Halo Joe, yes, if you- Excited to be here. Well, thank you, Halo Joe. And if if you need your Angels feel on the rewinds, check out the YouTube channel. Check out his Facebook page, his Instagram page under Halo Joe and that icon of his that he created. He's got the best, uh, what is it, uh, memories of Angels baseball and history. And uh, also he brings up a lot of current stuff as well. So how are you doing today, Halo Joe? I'm doing okay. I have my, my Facebook page, uh, which they're both – the the page and the group are both under my name, which is could be confusing. <laughs> but the uh, the uh, the Halo Joe page is the history page that you could you could go in there and just flip back and check out all the uh, the pictures and videos that are in there and and they're you know we're adding here and there. Uh, and then we have the group page, which is more of the uh, the current angel talk that's out right now and that's where you hear all the people complaining and arguing with each other angel fans just <laughs> eating each other alive uh for you know with everything i mean about everything you could think of whether it's a name change or uniforms or players or i mean they're just attacking each other it's like a zombie fest in there everybody's just eating each other alive but it's a great page everybody <laughs> a lot of people participate <laughs> besides the, the 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 text murder that's going on in there uh it's it's a great page people are just in there talking back and forth and they share their own memories you know at stadiums at the stadium and the games and um it's 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 cool it's i, I remember at first i was thinking man this group page these guys everybody's just all they're doing is complaining, but you know, there's a lot to complain about. Oh, there is. <laughs> I, have to, I, I have to admit. <laughs> you, you realize you realize what one word can spark in your page or anybody else's angel page is Artie. Oh, Artie and Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. yes. Those are like the two hated topics for sure. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly it. Artie and Los Angeles. They hate them both. They both go together. Uh, because Artie was the one that moved us back over to the name. But uh, that, that's a I was going to ask you about that, Todd, um, the whole thing with uh, um, uh, the marketing mm-hmm. scheme that he had with Los Angeles, mm-hmm. as far as him, uh, uh, you know, as far as him marketing the team with the name Los Angeles, it, I, I just don't see L.A. anywhere in any of our merchandise. I don't see L.A. in hardly anything. They're just barely recently. You're starting to notice people saying. Los Angeles Angels more often now on TV and on the radio. Uh, but you could really tell he was holding back on that, not pushing it too much. A lot of people think it's because he would upset the fans, but you're officially changing the name over. Why not just go for it and market the hell out of it? He, I mean, there's... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, he he really took a chance back in the day when he went all in. And... At the time, it sounded like a great move because had the Angels used that window and beaten the White Sox to beat the Astros, I believe would have happened, and maybe won in 09 as well. Uh, If you're winning multiple championships under the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, as stupid as that sounds, Mm -hmm. you've established yourself a brand because the Angels won as the Anaheim Angels in 2002, but if you win two more titles and you have three in less than 10 years, you're a dynasty – and the LA Angels thing, when we were going to games, I'd go to Dodger Stadium. It was 50-50. You had billboards yeah. outside Chavez Ravine that said yeah. Angels. And City, of was, a- City of Angels, yeah. Yes, he was pushing extremely hard and trying to win that market. Now, the Dodgers are an established team. They're the Yankees. They're this and that. But he was trying to make the Angels the Mets of LA, and he was <laughs> trying to squeeze them into that market. And he, it was working for a bit, but I think when the Angels could not seal the deal on the field, then that's when I think it blew up in their face. And then I, I, as they started to lose, people started to focus more on the name being silly. I agree. 
and it's and also you know the location where they play people bring that argument up too and you know i mean we can go back and forth how many teams in pro sports don't play in their name <clears throat> their name city but um yeah i just i just uh it's that but i also think because of that move which i understand and i kind of get what he's saying and, I, and also being a fan of the team and its history you know i'm gonna believe that their name was rightfully the los angeles angels you know that's who they were originally that's how they were created and that's why they're named the angels but um you know as time's gone gone on they moved you know moving over to anaheim and becoming california and they kind of just kind of settled in anaheim and created that fan base of the southern la area if you will even though some people in orange county would take offense to that <laughs> but that's you know and everybody else that's that's kind of what it what it is you know uh and it's they they, they kind of took on that fan base and that's fine uh when they changed to anaheim angels i thought okay that's cool i mean might as well we play in anaheim and california was kind of like we're claiming the whole state and that was a little weird uh but um i don't know i i think with all these changes and with um with the fans and how they are and how they how they've reacted to uh the los angeles name change it just kind of seems to put our team in some sort of like a limbo of what our identity is and i always feel like every other team in sports knows who they're representing and who they're fighting for and it just seems like the angels are just kind of there even when they're introduced on the field it's your angels and they come out in the field <laughs> it's like yeah. every other every other team announces the city name or state name and uh we're like the only ones you know so it's i don't know it's it's kind of strange to me yeah i think people got used to the angels being called california because when i grew oh, up yeah. you know, it, was, oh, yeah. it was california and um i was cool with that is like you said as silly as it sounded it's not like we we were the only team in in the state you had two teams to the north you had the dodgers right next door and then you had the padres down below so you had five teams but we were the california angels it's yeah. just it just felt right but when they made the move to anaheim i'm like okay you got the anaheim ducks they're representing you almost had the clippers you would have had the anaheim clippers yeah. and now you got the you know anaheim angels and i was fine with that and it just seemed as soon as we were locked in as a fan base to accepting the anaheim role and having pride in the anaheim team name then that's when Artie was like oh no we're gonna take over this entire market we're going all in on la i'm like oh yeah. no yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember how bitter the Dodger announcers were because Vin Scully, uh, and I, I, I'm forgetting who was with him at the time when they first made the change, maybe Drysdale or was, or I might be wrong on that one. But the announcers, if you listen to the Dodger broadcast when they would play the Angels, they were mandated by the MLB to say the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim but whenever they'd say hey the dodgers are hosting the anaheim angels they never yeah. said los angeles yeah i used to hate that <laughs> it's like <laughs> look that's our official name just play along with us will you <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you come know? on man it's like why do you have to fight it i mean we get it you don't like us we understand that but come on now you know but i it's you know la's big enough for two baseball teams that's 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 fine and you know we're two different leagues um you know, there's a lot of big cities that have two teams. Uh, it's just the circumstance. You know, we kind of we kind of went away from that, and then now we're saying, "Hey, we're coming back," and but we're staying in the same stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it's it was it was kind of odd. It was kind of weird. Plus that whole that whole name thing of with the of Anaheim. I know that was all contractual, but uh, gosh, that just made it even more silly at first. You know, when they when they dropped it in 2016, or was it 15 or 16? I think it was 16. Mm -hmm. uh, when that finally was dropped i was like oh thank god i was just waiting for that year so we could stop saying it and what irritates me now is people still say los angeles angels and they and they even publish it they'll even write it oh and the los angeles angels of anaheim were you know had a bad season in 2022 and i'm like they're not of anaheim anymore <laughs> so you know you gotta it is frustrating but i mean also too you gotta think you know we god how many, we've changed our name so many times it's like you know what what are people going to do it's hard to change everybody at once so it's 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 just it's odd i just think our identity as a team is it feels off to me it i don't know i could be wrong i could be wrong but you know that's how it feels to me 
It does. That's why I think, you know, a lot of teams you're seeing um, to get outside of baseball for a minute. Um, the NFL is going back to, you're going to notice this year in 2023, there's a lot of teams going back to the retro jerseys and mm-hmm. the retro fields. And I think the angels have now worn that red and white distinctive Jersey with the exception of a, a red color, solid red. Um, and they, they use their throwbacks from time to time. And then of course, last year's big hit was the, the city connect. That's a beautiful yeah. Jersey. Um, yeah, but I think they're in need and really close to doing what the twins did. The Royals did the mm-hmm. blue Jays did and go back to an old school looking Jersey. And I would love for them to bring back them California ones, man. And I, I wrote a oh, piece yeah. about that today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's due. You know, I, I love the the current jerseys. I haven't had any complaints about the red because I like the fact that they said, okay, we're in LA, we're gonna go opposite of the Dodgers. And they went red. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know, um yeah, the, it um well you said the, the old California Angels jersey. I don't know if you saw earlier, I had the Reggie Jackson, the eighties uniform hanging behind me. I don't know if you saw it in time or not when we saw each other earlier, but um those uniforms were i mean that was the angels even when you look at them now or when 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 the angels had that uh that uh flashback season what season was that where they were wearing all their their uh retro uniforms they went a whole season i think where they wore almost all of them i believe except that horrible winged late <laughs> 90s one that everybody hates yeah i don't think they've gone back to that one since I, and you know it's funny it just seems like they just hey, let's pretend it doesn't exist we'll just <laughs> Well, pretend that didn't happen. Um, it just, yeah, they don't ever mention it. You never see it. It's funny. But anyway, um, that was always like the angels, the Navy blue hat with the red bill. But, you know, I, I love the red uniforms too. They're nice. I like the red, solid red hats. They look nice and clean out in the field. They're, they're not busy. They're clean, white, crisp uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, oh boy, I'd give anything to see them swap back to the 1961 uh uniforms those were with the big halos on top of their heads and just running mm-hmm. out there just a classic looking uniform one of my favorites i think in baseball in my opinion oh yeah when when the, when the angels come out in those or they come out with a 70s look with a smaller lowercase a the lowercase a love people love that uniform That's a- <laughs> yeah, yeah or, or or seeing you know uh trout that one night when they wore their 95 jerseys yeah. Oh, that's a fresh look, man. I, I that's, missed. That's still a great uniform. Yeah, that's still a, a great uniform. Yeah. Beautiful look, man. The road was yeah. like straight up business. You know what I mean? Like nothing yeah. to it, but all dark blue hat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Real dark grayish blue blue jersey, like real distinctive yeah. dark uh you know road jerseys, and then the home ones were just beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. With everything we've gotten into, we haven't touched on what we're going to talk about tonight, which is the, I know. <laughs> the 94 and the 95 season. So first, I'm going to start off on the 94 season. Okay. We're going to talk about that one because that one is a strike year. And then we're going to talk about the 95 season, which to a lot of fans, Halo Joe brought this up in the beginning uh, before we went on the air here, uh, is one of the most heartbreaking seasons of all. Oh, man. Almost took my own life. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't like that for, for, uh, but we, we all have our, we're, where we were at when that one game playoff yeah. was on. So we'll, we'll get into that. But to start off the 94 season, I'm not going to go too long into this. I only wanted to highlight this season because it was a strike shortened season. It was a season where they only played, uh, let's see, 115 games. Um, Let's see. They had two managers. Buck Rogers started the season, went 16 and 24, was fired. Marcel Latchman was the bench coach. He came out and was promoted. He finished 31 and 44. Now, the reason why this this team is and this team to me was so intriguing to talk about is there was a lot of stories in '94 about certain teams. You know, the Montreal Expos were the best team in baseball. The uh, Tony Gwynn was batting over 400 that year. The Giants were the best team uh, in the West. They they were looking like a juggernaut. They were going to face off with the the Expos, and the White Sox were in first place. You had a lot of good races going on, but the AL West, the AL West had the Texas Rangers, 
at 52 and 62. Mm-hmm. The Oakland Athletics at 51 and 63. The Mariners at 49 and 63, which Oakland was a game out of first place. Mariners are two games out of first place. <laughs> and our Halos were 47 and 68, 68 five, and a, yeah. five and a half games out. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, a, what, a, what a division. Yeah, what a powerhouse division. Pure powerhouse. Yeah, yeah you got to got to hand it to all of them. Uh yeah, that's that, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, with the season how it, how it was and everything, it's just I I can't even. Oh, yeah, I'm kind well, of going over the numbers myself and I'm looking at everything to try to remember what was going on exactly, but I see now why I blocked it out. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing, a guy who I think some people would and I'll ask you this question when I after you no, know, you know I'll do it right now. Chili Davis, he had two stints with the Angels, but both stints were very highly productive stints with the Angels. And in this season, he had 26 homers and 84 RBIs in 115 games. Mm -hmm. He would never hit uh, less than 20 home runs with the Angels. Uh, Or except, no, he had one injury year where he hit uh, 12. But he was mainly over that. He He was one of the best designated hitters. Do you believe that he belongs in the Angels Hall of Fame? <sighs> you know, I never really thought about that. Um, ah, boy, that's a tough one. He's, <laughs> I, I want to say yes because I loved him, but I'm trying to be. Uh, well, let, let me give you, let me give you his numbers as an as a halo. Yeah, let's let me look at those. Yeah, yeah. So seven years of the Angels, two stints. Like I said, he played 949 games. Uh, he had uh, almost a thousand hits with the Angels, nine seventy three. He had one hundred sixty seven doubles, one hundred fifty six home runs, and six hundred eighteen RBIs, with a career batting average with the Angels of two seventy nine. He had a couple stints where he was over three hundred with the Angels. Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, he'd be in the company of. Let's see, we got our Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would say yes. Let's throw him. Let's give him a red jacket. Give him a red jacket. I. Yeah, yeah I'll give him a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he to me was one of the most underrated angel hitters until Garrett Anderson came around. Yeah, we got. Uh, yeah, you have him in there with Vladimir Guerrero, Garrett Anderson, Mike Witt, Tim Salmon, Dean Chance, Bobby Noop. Oh yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. I would say he deserves being in there. Okay, because. Well, I think I think the same thing because if you look at Garrett Anderson, he played 15 season for the Angels, right? Mm-hmm. He had a thousand more hits, but that's like eight more years. He had 272 yeah. home runs, so he had about 80 80 so odd more home runs, and only a couple hundred more RBIs than Chili Davis did, and his average was 296 with the Angels. Mm-hmm. But he played his, you know, we all agree Garrett Anderson should be in there, but. Yeah. If you get if eight, you take you said eight you said eight more seasons than eight Julian. more seasons yeah. yeah eight more seasons yeah but he had he had more um like like Chili Davis's career numbers are better than or or right at what Garrett Anderson has as well mm-hmm. so I mean it's and we you know we have a couple guys in the Hall of Fame that didn't play their entire careers of the Angels so I mean Garrett should be there first but I think Chili deserves a mention right yeah. You could throw in, go ahead. And, I mean, you might as well throw in guys like Tony Phillips. <laughs> no, no, oh, the same. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I guess I just didn't think much of it, but yeah, he does deserve to be in there. He's been with us for that amount of time. Definitely put the numbers up. He was an amazing player to watch. Uh, exciting, you know. Yeah, he definitely belongs in there. Okay, and so, so. Moving on real quick, I'll t- I'll give you a list of their lineup. And so this is who they had. They had Chris Turner at catcher, J.T. Snow, who was injury-plagued that year. You had Harold Reynolds, MLB commentator. You had Gary DeSarcina, one of the most important players in our next season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had Spike Owen, which was one of my dad's favorite utility guys. Spike Owen. Uh, young Jim Edmonds. Uh, you had wow. Jack Curtis. And you had Tim Salmon breaking out with another good year, 23 and 70. And you had Chili Davis. 
You had Damian Eastley off the bench, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, yeah. Yep. You had Eduardo Perez, Greg Myers, Rex Hudler, Joe Fabregas, and uh, Garrett Anderson making his rookie year with the Angels in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had a problem. You had the pitching staff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had my, my favorite, Chuck Finley, was in there, Mark Langston. Yeah. Um, and you got, then you had, uh, geez, which, who else do we have in there? We had, um, you had Phil Leftwich, who was Phil five and 10. <laughs> yeah. They fell off pretty quick. You had Finley Mike, Mike Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Patterson. You had Brian, uh, Anderson. You had now, check this out. You had a starter, Joe McGrain, right? I remember seeing him pitch a couple times, actually. He pitched, uh, he pitched, uh, 20 games that year for the angels and had a 7.30 ERA. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and our closer was Joe gray. He was two and five with a 6.65 ERA. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's where, well, I kind of like when everybody was, everybody talks about our team now, it's like, you know, everybody's pitching, 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 and didn't really, they're not really paying attention to, you know, there wasn't a lot of hitting going on last year either. There wasn't. <laughs> but uh, and yes, of course, we need more pitching, especially middle relief. Now, uh, the but, last... uh, but you look oh, at a lineup like this, too, and you're like, okay, wow, Chuck Finley, you got Mark Langston, and, and you got <laughs> you got Bob and Ken, the Peter, the Patterson twins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you got Bill Samp. You know, you're just you're naming all these names off, and everybody's like, who are these guys? But, yeah. I mean, you know, it just kind of like, yeah, it just kind of tails off there. Now, now, let me say one last thing about this 94 team. Now, we, we highlighted the pitching. I don't think I've ever seen a baseball team, whether it's strike shortened season or whatever, because, again, they played 115 games. It's not like they stopped it 30 games in. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a team ERA this high, and I've never seen a team with not one pitcher who has a three ERA at least – Finley had a 432, Langston a 468, 568 for Leftwich, 522 for Anderson, 730 for uh, McGray. Their relief pitching was uh, Butcher, uh, who had a 667, Leafers 457, Patterson 407. That's probably the best on the team. Uh, 650, wow. uh, 665 for Gray. Then you had Dobson 614, Springer 552, Scott Lewis 610, Andrew Lorraine 10. Uh, Samson six and John Farrell, a former manager, nine. Wow, team ERA of almost six. That's wow, pathetic. 100. Yeah, 115 games. <laughs> wow, how did they win those games? They did win. I, I, <laughs> Damien Easley, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he carried him, huh? He carried him, yeah. And Bo Jackson was there to break a couple of bats over his thigh. <laughs> his yeah, he uh, repaired. Yeah, exactly. I was just looking right now at, at the team's uh, – it just popped up their salaries, and Bo Jackson was paid a million dollars that year. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. And then you had Chuck Finley of the highest paid at $3,875,000, and then Mike, Mark Langston right under him and Chile right under him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody else is in, the, you know, 600000 stuff like that. Tim right. Salmon was making 600000 Wow. He's Hard on- times. Yeah, he's on that beautiful uh, rookie contract. Yeah, he was living on Top Ramen and buying unleaded gas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, that kind of money. Yeah, so let me ask you this last question before we move on. Do you think the Angels make the postseason in 94? Do you think they rally? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, you look at... Um, Mm-hmm. Let's see. We brought in. No, I don't think they. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about the '95 team, like what we were doing so well in that season, in the beginning part of the season, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the pit, pitching we brought in, I think we brought that was the year we brought in uh, Jim Abbott. Am I correct? Let's see. I believe we brought him back. Yes. I think we did. Yeah, and. Um... I had all this here. Yeah, here I do. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, 
Yeah. Um, let's see. I have here with the 95 team. Now, I, you know, I don't think I just don't the pitching wasn't there. I just don't think they would have been able to. I, I, the bats could have come alive, and Bo Jackson could have had the the year of his life. And I just, you know, I don't think they would have been able to hold on the leads. They'd be losing nine to eight every other <laughs> every other night. You know, that's true. I mean, the one thing that did change with the '95 team was their bullpen got a lot better. Yes. Yeah, the bullpen did get better. Yeah, the bullpen got have, really good. Yeah, they had. Uh, let's see. While Troy Percival was in there, Mike James. Do you remember Mike James? Yes, I do, Mr. Sideburns. Sideburns with the big flappy hair in the back. I I was sporting that hairstyle for a while at that time. Oh, you were? Yeah. <laughs> and then I then because I was such a Chuck Finley fan when Chuck Finley came back. What was he with the Indians, I believe? And then he came back to those not, awful not, uniforms. Not he left to the Indians shortly after this. It was shortly after that, yeah. But then yeah. he came back with mm-hmm. the uh, with the Anaheim uniforms. And uh, then he, he bleached his he bleached his hair. Oh, blonde! Yeah, that's remember, right. Yeah, I remember when he did that, and <laughs> I remember him being back, and I was such a fan of his. I was all fired. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm bleaching my hair, yeah." <laughs> so I went and did that, and boy, was that a mistake. Yeah, it was but, not a yeah, good look because I think yeah, him and like it, four other guys did it right. It, especially me. It was like Bruce Jenner crossed with Sammy Duncan. I don't know if you know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Duncan. It was it was terrible. It was an ugly look, but I had to wear the hat and it made it look a little bit better. But, <laughs> but yeah, never do that again. Yes, exactly. Thankfully, that uh, that little trend is gone. Yeah, <laughs> I like this mullet better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now, yeah, here... uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, the the pitching was Im- improved in the uh, in the '95 uh, season. It looks like with. Um, Bob, you know, with, um, let's see what we have here. Lee Smith. It was, I'm trying to compare the middle relief with the 94 season. Um, our closer was Lee Smith. Yeah. The the hall of famer. Yeah. And then Troy Percival, Mike James, Bob Patterson, Mike Butcher. I I remember that team though, did not have a lefty out of the pen that the the angels really desperately needed a lefty. Yeah. They were all yeah. right-handers, yeah. Yeah, and they went to, if you notice there, they went and picked up Mitch Williams. Remember him? Mitch Williams, the, yes. The, the Phillies closer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they picked him up, and he, he didn't do anything for us. Uh, he only pitched 20 games, but uh, he was terrible. But they were looking for a, a really good shutdown lefty in the back end of that bullpen. They never got it. Mm-hmm. He's like Troy Percival, out of 62 games, pitched 195. Yeah, he pitched more innings than Lee Smith that year. And yeah. He was, he was yeah, Lee, Smith, Lee Smith was at 52 games at 347, yeah. Yeah, they were. They oh, I would love to have Troy Percival back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that ERA, I mean, Butcher was your worst pitcher with a 473. I mean, that's not great ERA, but that's respectable. He was 6-1, and one, 53 innings pitched, you know, 49 yeah. hits allowed. Not bad. Yeah. And then your starters were uh, Chuck Finley, Mark Langston, Sean Bosky, Brian Anderson, and Jim Abbott. And Bosky was a guy that his career ended early, but he showed a lot of promise at times. Although he had a 500 record, five ERA, um, he was decent. He had some games where he pitched really phenomenal, but then the other times he just got lit up. But yeah, his career ended early. But, but re- real quick, notice those 200 innings each by Langston and Finley. Yeah. That's rare now. Yeah, you don't see that. I mean, you're lucky if you get one on your, your roster. Yeah. Age 32 and age 30. And Mark Langston was 34. I thought I, thought, I always thought they were closer in age. I guess not. Win loss for Chuck Finley, 15 and 12. And Mark Langston went 15 and 7. Yep. Had they won down the stretch, they probably reached to 20 wins, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, God, I you know honestly, I I'm even trying to remember the reason why they they just slumped so bad at the end. There, it was just not, everything just seemed to turn off, and I just mind you, I just graduated high school a year mm-hmm. after, so I'm like watching this, thinking, what's going on, what's happening here, and it's just it just seemed like everything turned off. And I'm trying to remember what it was exactly that just started to fail them. It just seemed like <clears throat> nothing was working. It was it was bizarre. 
to me. It was just like when people talk about the curse, mm -hmm. it's like that's the year that always pops in my head. It's like, God, it was there. That's no. <laughs> it just showed up. I remember, though, because I was in I think I was in eighth grade at that time. Yeah, I was eighth grade. And um, the I remember I was having to go to because it was a couple weeks prior. They were playing the Indians and the Indians were the top team in the league. And the Angels had a three game series with them and they took two out of three and all three games were sold out 60 thousand plus. And that was when the Angel Stadium was still enclosed. Mm -hmm. And um, it was great atmosphere. And people were saying, because, I mean, me and me and my dad, like, we had barely gotten cable for the first time back then. And and my dad was like, on ESPN, he's like, hey, on ESPN, Todd, they said uh, they said that this could be the, uh, the ALCS uh, preview, Angels-Indians. And so I remember we watched all three games, and two of the three were on ESPN, and we were celebrating because both of them, that they showed the angels won and we were super excited. We we're like, man, the atmosphere is great at the big a. And you know, my dad got us tickets for a week later and then I had to go to my grandpa's in two weeks. So when we left to go in August, I think that was when the losing streak started because that was a night where Rex Hudler was participating in the milking of the cow. Remember when they used to do that stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> Rex, Rex Hudler. They didn't win the entire time I went down to my grandpa and grandma's house. They lost they lost every game. <laughs> it's like every story we talk about when you when you're reminiscing, like, oh, I'm an old Angels fan. And yeah, I remember this, this, and that. And then yeah, and then they lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at the end of every story, it's and then they blew it. Yeah. It's just every single story ends the same, except for that, of course, that 02 season. But oh boy. It, <laughs> yeah. it was it for me though, bro, I think it was the D Sarcina injury. Yeah. He had, uh, geez, you know, I'm trying to, I'm sorry. I'm trying to like remember back then going off of memory, which is not a smart thing to do <laughs> in my, but, uh, his injury, uh, geez, I forgot about that. That was, um, what did he do exactly? I think he broke his hand. Was it his hand? Yeah, it was his hand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because they tried to fill that role with Dick Schofield, Spike Owen and Rex Hudler. Mm -hmm. And those guys are decent when they're bench guys, but when they're called to be starters, boy, that created a huge hole in that lineup. And then mm -hmm. Fabregas and Myers couldn't hit their their way off a boat or couldn't find water off, off a boat in the middle of the ocean. So now you had two open spots in a lineup that you had JT Snow having a tremendous year. Uh, Damian Easley was like, whatever. Uh, Tony Phillips was having a great year. Um, whether he was high or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Anderson was having a nice, true rookie year. Jim Edmonds was going off. Oh, man, I, I miss that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Edmonds was, Jim Edmonds was something else. He was something to watch, man. Yeah, and Tim Salmon and uh, along with uh, Chili Davis were, I mean, look, between those three guys, actually, no, let's let's go with Phillips, and Anderson, Edmonds, Salmon, and Davis. You had uh, – Phillips with 27 homers, 61 RBIs, Anderson 16 and 69, Edmonds 33 and 107, Salmon 34 and 105, and Davis 20 and 86. Plus Snow 24 and 102. I forgot about Snow. So, I mean, th that's a pretty damn good lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they were firing on all cylinders and then just <sighs> – did they run out of gas? Was it just – <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i i just don't know it was just a weird strange thing i remember i remember feeling that way back then just thinking there's something odd going on here this is weird somebody got paid off it's <laughs> <laughs> like a bad boxing match and do you remember like as far as like the teams or i mean growing up i mean it was a still still the dodgers were still you know, mocking us because obviously they had done something always, always at that time, not too long from when we did, you know, um, they had won in 88. So you're, you're, you know, they're still bragging a bit about that such like angels fans did, you know, for years after the L2 season. Yeah. But the Dodgers weren't much to talk about back then. I mean, they had some players they had some nice players, but the angels were by far a better team. Yeah, you're talking about the um, the '95 team. The '95 team. Oh yeah, 
the Dodgers didn't really have, I, I can't remember. I didn't pay too much close attention to them, but uh, I can't remember, you know, a loud team coming out of them all through the nineties and even the, well, even the early two thousands for that matter, except, except the fans being loud. Yeah. <laughs> I always, mean... you know, that's just, that's been a, but that's been a factor since, God, when our team was born, we were born as the redheaded stepchild immediately because, I mean, even with O'Malley uh, giving um, Autry a hard time, you know, with him renting space out at Chavez Ravine, <clears throat> just it, they just didn't want us there, it seemed like, ever since we first came back. So or since we first debuted there and uh, just it's always been that way. It's been like a culture uh, of just. You know, this is Dodger Town, and which I get it is, but um, they just don't want another team there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I remember that was a time too, time period that if the Angels would have made the playoffs that year, they were going to steal some fans. You know, um, you had a lot of impressionable people back then. You didn't have the internet like you do now. And uh, yeah. the hottest thing at that time, again, the 95 Angels were fun. They were mm -hmm. fun to watch for three quarters of that season. <laughs> <laughs> then it got depressing after that too sure. alcohol is needed <laughs> maybe that's why phillips got into the stuff he did but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> free basing times where are my spoons <laughs> yeah it, yeah it was uh i have a funny story about tony phillips it okay involves him, and, involves him and my uncle maybe we'll talk about it Oh, fair next time. <laughs> maybe maybe that or you could make that a Halo Joe rewind. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but getting back to it, bro, the two nine game losing streaks that you brought up, man. How were you feeling at the time when those went down? <sighs> well, it's like like I said, you had nine games. In a, well, we had that fourteen losing streak this last year. That was brutal. Absolutely brutal because it's 14 games in a row and it was just like what's happening what, what what's you know <laughs> so they have to win one game what's going on here <laughs> and you know when you're you're going through nine and then you get that win after after uh what was it september 3rd was the ninth game they lost you get that win you win a couple games and then all of a sudden boom another nine in a row so 18 within you know so many weeks and it's just like how do you lose 18 games like that within this month and it's it's too much it's noticeably too much when you're watching it on tv and you're like we lost again we lost again we lost again <laughs> what's happening and you're trying to figure i remember trying to figure out like okay well what's going on and i just thought we're just losing what's it's like our brains left yeah <laughs> you know, it's like this fog over us and we just lost i was like where's where's christopher lloyd and <laughs> the other angels helping us out. What's going on? We need Tony Danza. Tony Danza, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Tony McConaughey. Danza. Matthew McConaughey. We need them out there. Oh man, and, and Robin, what's his name? I forget that actor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need him waving his arms up and down, and his little buddy, no one ever seen again in any other TV <laughs> commercial or whoever that was. And uh, you know, and Danny Glover, for God's sakes, get him back in the dugout. Oh yeah, we need it. We've been yelling about that for a while, man. I, I wanted get him Danny right after there, Madden, man. to be honest. Get him in there. <laughs> yeah. After Madden. <laughs> yeah, I could just see him in there. Danny there's Danny Glover, our skipper. He's waving to the camera. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Um oh boy. Yeah. It, it just I, I really don't have <clears throat> explanation for that. That was just a weird time. And it's and it's and it's I just remember, yeah, well, like you asked, I just remember just sitting there thinking. How is this? How is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> this, yeah. this is my lot in life. I'm just gonna root for this team so they could lose in the last month of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's it was bad. It was bad, and they looked so promising before that. That was what was so devastating, was how promising this team looked. They were firing on all cylinders. The pitching was there, the hitting was there. The the team just looked great. They just went in and they you know were winning series, and it it just fell apart. It was. It was the strangest thing. It was because – oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think that's why I when I think about like, – because when you asked me before, like, you know, what's in history? Like, what's one of your favorite teams? And and for some reason, that team popped in my head, and I thought, why that team? That team just totally dumped it at the end. But I loved the backbone of that team, that that core of that team, which 
eventually grew as the Angels personality through the late 90s into the early 2000s. And, you know, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson, Derek Erstad, all those guys, Troy Percival, those guys, I mean, just you love them. They were your lovable baseball players, but they were just always really good. They just never went over the hump. Uh, there were all those seasons where we looked good and then we just couldn't finish it off. And then in 02, it was just like backs against the wall. We came back, came back came back we want again we want again <laughs> i was yeah, like you're... what it was a total opposite of what we were used to so angel fans were excited i i quick funny story i was at uh when uh game six was was on uh i was with the family and we were out in palm springs and we had tickets we bought to go see um oh i forgot the comedian's name darn it poor guy <laughs> anyway <laughs> it was a comedian we we're gonna go see out there out um on Palm Springs. We got tickets to see him months before. So this was all, none of this was expected. And uh, game six is on. We're like, oh man, we got to go to the show. Game six starts. So we start watching the first few innings. Of course, the first few innings didn't look so good. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh boy, I think this is it. This is where it ends. But we got to go because we have these tickets and the show's going to start. We got to take off. So I'm like, oh great. So we left. And I'm thinking, ah, that's it. Well, what a great run because we hadn't even had anything like that that I could have remembered. Uh, we, I just never had anything like that before. So that run through the playoffs, eliminating the Yankees and the twins, that was awesome. Awesome. And um, to get to game six in the world series. Awesome. So the whole, get this, the whole Scott shield, I'm sorry, Scott shields, <laughs> Scott Spezio, um home run that just turned everything around. I completely missed that. Oh, I, I missed it because we were gone. I matter of fact, it, I forgot what inning was. It was at the fifth inning where salmon struck out. It ended the side and then that was it. And then we left. Um, and I remember we're sitting there or watching. It was Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez oh was comedian. <laughs> so Paul Rodriguez is on stage and he's going, he's doing a great job. We're laughing, having a good time. I'm still kind of thinking in the back of my head, like dang angels. I can't believe this. <laughs> so I'm kind of sitting there and in the middle of this guy's show, some guy in the crowd jumps up and yells, Angels won! And the whole crowd cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Paul Rodriguez is like, hey, what the hell? This is my show. What are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? And then he and then he starts talking about the like the Dodgers, like he's pissed off because the Dodgers didn't have a good year and he's walking, he's like he's kicking rocks and stuff. And everybody's laughing at him. And so me and my dad immediately start we're scrambling for like what happened what happened like we forgot about the show yeah <laughs> we that's when we learned what scott spezio did and then we learned they came all the way back and won and that that's how i experienced game six it was amazing even though i didn't see it <laughs> it was yeah. an amazing feeling but anyway i had to jump into that story sorry and then of course game seven was amazing as well oh yeah yeah i mean but but all those, all these seasons we've all been through and we've watched our entire lives and been fans of this team. And it's just like, it's just, it always ends in disappointment. And then you get that one year and it's just like, oh, you still live on it. When you watch the videos and the replays of that season, it's still like, oh, I'll never forget that. Oh, yeah, that was such a good feeling. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Because I mean, look, in 86, I was only six years old, but I remember where I was at with Dave Henderson hitting that home run. I was sitting on my dad's lap watching the game. And, you know, he was so pumped because he was going to throw me up in the air. And I was waiting for him to throw me up in the air because he wanted to celebrate a World Series. You know, he watched them with his father, with their inception, going to yeah. games at Wrigley Field. So he was wanting to do that. And he had my grandpa on the phone who was living in San Diego at the time. And he wanted to celebrate all together. And, you know, when that didn't happen, I remember that in my early youth. And then the Dodgers, when I heard him curse for the first time when Gibson hit the homer, <laughs> he said, he said, basically, that's it. Uh, we're, uh, the Dodgers are winning the World Series. And, and my mom's like, well, that's only one game. He's like, it's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> so, was yeah. as much as I can't stand that team. That was an amazing time in baseball. <laughs> that, yeah, it, that, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. And then you think about it from 86 to 95. That's nine years of mediocrity. The Angels just yeah. they couldn't get anything going. And so when you get to 95, and that was the first time, Joe, where I actually watched 
every single Angels game, whether they were mm-hmm. playing in Milwaukee on KTLA or they were on uh, Prime Sports or, or ESPN, whatever they were on, I watched every game, losing, winning, whatever, because I was so into their jerseys, their logo, their players, <laughs> the, the stadium. They were winning. They were fun. And then when it came down to it, man, I mean, I said it before on a podcast, my dad took me out of school for that to watch that game because it was a morning game nice. against Seattle because <clears throat> he figured that we were going to match up with the A's. But the A's kind of hit this losing streak at the end, too. They were an aging team, and uh, you know it should have been the A's versus Angels, but the Mariners came out of nowhere. They were like in third or fourth, and they jumped both of us. And then we jumped the A's in the last couple games to get into that one-game playoff with Seattle. Yeah. And uh, I knew the C- the Mariners were young and they were tough, but that was my introduction to how dominant a pitcher can be because I'd seen the Braves dominate, oh, and I was God. like, okay, the Braves have a killer rotation. But outside of the Yankees and the Braves, I had never seen anyone else do it on another team. And when he f- shut us down, I'm like, holy crap. That guy is – I mean, hats off to him. He's amazing. But, man, was he just a – he was one of those scary pitchers. Like when he was up against your team, you're like, oh man, here we go. <laughs> like he yeah. just stood up there and he'd stare you down. And yeah, I would not want to bet against that guy. He was just a monster on that hill. And to this day, I, mean, I still, like I know I told you last time off the air, but I really want to know what Rex Hudler told Langston in the dugout when they were, when, when it looked like Langston oh, yeah. was losing his crap on the, on the bench. And, you know, he looked like he was crying and Hudler just like put his arm around him and he was telling him something. I really want to know what he was telling him, man, because Langston seemed to calm down because it looked like he was either going to break somebody's face or break his wrist and by punching the wall or something. Yeah, he probably told him, hey, uh, Tony just scored and uh, we're going to be meeting in the back if you want by the big A, if you want to join us. <laughs> hey, you want to get a bump or two? Yeah, you want to get by. <laughs> Quick little bumper. Just, just come on. Just, might as well. Why not? Yeah. Got nothing to play for now. Yeah. What's, yeah. What, what do you have to lose, pal, other than this game? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, I mean, just brutal. Every time I see Mark Langston, too, on TV and he's talking and stuff, and I just think, oh, God, I, I remember feeling so bad for him. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> he's such a sad. My dad said that there's so many Angel players from either that 86 team or the, the 95 team that, you really wish they had gotten a title. Like you would love to have seen one of those guys get a title. And I think, you know, when Salmon won it in 2002 and those guys won it, I think that's why a lot of the older angel players came back because they were like, man, they did it for us. You know, yeah. there was yeah, that yeah. feel that, you know, they got over the hump for the older guys. It also looked like when, when they won it all too, it really looked like, I don't want to say exhausted, but they just look like, oh, we did it. <laughs> we finally yeah. did it. They had that look. Troy Percival, I remember he, he was in the dug, he was in the uh, locker room and they were shooting each other with champagne. And I forget who he was talking to, but he was telling them, I don't, I don't even know how to act right now. They're celebrating. And he's like, I don't even know how to act right now. <laughs> and Tim Salmon's looking at, he goes, wow, world champions. And he looks at his hat. He's like, yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, they just had this look like, Wow, we finally did it, you know. And then you see the other players, like I remember Bottenfield was there, and or was it Bottenfield or uh, I'm sorry, the um, his name Apier. escaped me, Apier. Uh, you know, they were like congratulating him, and they kind of just like looked like, yeah, you know, they were happy, they're excited, but it wasn't the same look as when you looked at Garrett Anderson, Darren Erstad. Those guys were just like, you yeah. know, it's here, we finally did, you know. And us, we were, I mean, I, I have to ask you, I mean, when it happened when Erstad caught that fly ball and ended the game. I mean, my, I was at a uh, family's house, my uncle's house, the entire, my entire family were all angel fans. And we just dogpiled each other in the middle of the living room <laughs> celebrating. It was great. I mean, our bodies were flying everywhere and there was blood. I mean, we were just so excited and teary eyed and it was just awesome. It was an awesome feeling. When he made that catch, where were you? Where were you at, uh, Todd? Uh, I was on the couch 
Uh, we had brought uh, a few Cheetos a, in your underwear. Yeah, not in my underwear. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I was eating Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a I had my, my first baby was born um uh-huh. like earlier that year, uh or in two thousand one. So my, my oldest was was uh, about coming up on a year. And um I had her on my on my uh, on my shoulders. And we were watching the game, and and my dad's like, "Crap, Kenny Lofton's up there." I yeah. Don't like this guy. That you know, he's always yeah. giving us trouble. And so when he initially hit it, I'm like, "Crap, is that a gapper?" But when I saw Erstad kind of like swing over, and he's like, "Okay," and then they were saying like, yeah, his arms up. "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh my god, we're gonna win!" And when he caught it, I remember I I put my daughter down real quick, and I I gave her to her mom, and I grabbed my dad, and we just started yeah. hugging, and he was crying. Yeah, I, and and yeah. I remember him telling me about a minute into us crying and hu- hugging each other, he said, "I wish my dad was here to see this," because yeah. my dad had passed or his my grandpa passed away uh four years earlier. Wow. Yeah. So he was. Yeah, it was it was emotional. I I remember sitting <laughs> at my wife at the time she was my girlfriend, but my wife's house. I was in her room watching the game where they clinched the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. and uh, that year and uh, my eyes were water she was like are you crying i was like no no i'm not crying <laughs> <laughs> something's in my eye no I, so i i started tearing up and i thought man why am i so emotional but my god it's just like just to see them go to the postseason please that's all i want to see let them play one game they could lose they could lose them all i just want to see them go and and boy was i in for a treat after that because it was just they lost the first game and then boom they'd win them yeah, because boom, <laughs> it was just you know Kennedy against the uh, was it the Twins or Kennedy the twins. With those, those yeah. home runs? Oh my God! I mean, just and then you're going up against these teams and you have your certain players on there that you can't stand and you're just waiting for them to destroy all your hopes and dreams. And if we were just shutting people down, and it was like whoa! I mean, it, it was a great that season was just. I mean, it, I mean, any Angel fan will say that's the greatest. Of course, the greatest team and season of all time but it really was the feeling of it the um almost like a weight lifted off your chest when we won it just felt like that uh bragging rights finally go walk around and you know look at somebody like what wearing an angel fan you know kind of throw your weight around like you're gonna knock them out or start a fight yeah. <laughs> you know, walking around with your chest out you know and you know and, and the same thing i'm a i'm a uh king's fan as well when the kings won in 12 and 14 that was awesome because that was my other team that just never won anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they came close in the early 90s with Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry and Kelly Rudy and all those great players. But, you know, the curse of the curved stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it, when you have a team like that, like with us, it's it's these angels. Oh, yeah. my God. You and I, Todd, we go through pain. I'm telling our you. Entire in, lives. <laughs> in 2003, bro. I remember even though the Angels weren't looking like they were going to make the postseason, uh, they were just floundering out there um, when they got eliminated. <clears throat> I remember a Dodger friend was like, ha-ha, you guys are eliminated. And I'm like, hey, bro, who's the current world champions? You know, I would still yeah, say yeah. that all yeah. the way up until that last out. Yeah. For three, I did the I, same thing. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I did the same thing until yeah. that last yeah until it was one again. And it was like, okay, I have to stop now. Yeah, you have but, to yeah. work that. And, and, um, even when the the Dodgers supposedly won in 2020, which I I've shown an article that back east newspapers still don't count that World Series, the, the COVID championship. Yeah, yeah, the bubble title. Um, yeah, bubble title. I. It's funny because after that 2002 season, even like five years later, ten years later, I was like, man, but who won last? You know, like when it yeah. comes to a Dodger fan, <laughs> who won a real one last? Yeah, but then they just throw in your face, 88, baby. 88. I would just, (laughs) I just go, I just go back to, well, at least I could watch mine on a DVD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) My VH, my my VCR still works. (laughs) Yeah. They always, I mean, that year echoed for how many years after that? It was, it was ridiculous. I remember going, uh, uh, when, uh, when, uh, Anaheim stadium was refurbished into Edison international field of Anaheim. And, uh, I went to the Dodgers angels game, there the first game they had there with it all redone and you could even smell the fresh paint <clears throat> paint as you walk in and i was like oh wow the stadium looks amazing look at those helmets you know i was just looking at everything you know mm-hmm. and why is the big a green 
<laughs> oh, so, yes. Watch, <laughs> I remember hating that. I was like, why did they paint the big A green? I don't understand that. But anyway, so I walked in and the stadium just looked beautiful. I mean, even people complain about the rock pile, but the rock pile was beautiful. The water, the water spouting up and down, the fireworks. And I was just like, my God, this place, it used to be this big, ugly orange bowl inside. Now it's like, it's this beautiful baseball park. Anyway, I'm in there. It's 80% Dodger fans. And uh, I'm standing in there and watching the game. And I remember, I, oh God, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember Mike, Pia Mike Piazza was with them, right? At that time? Yeah. 97, was it, I think? Uh -huh. Yeah, he was. So I, I remember him just hitting a home run to left field by the foul pole. And it just stood fair and it went out and they were blasting us. And I was just like, you hear the whole crowd's cheering and he's rounding the bases. And I'm hearing everyone yelling, 88's going to be repeated. And all this time, I'm like, what is going on? You guys are still hanging on 1988? That was 10 years ago. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so you know, they're still, you know, going, but then I was there as well 10 years after 2002, <laughs> yelling and screaming, we're doing it again. Yeah, but, I mean, know, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, because that's the thing, man. I mean, like what you brought up about when they first had Edison Field, it didn't match up with the green seats, like you said. Like I would still like with for them to go to the red seats. Yeah, like that 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 concept drawing I saw where they had the all the seats red. That actually looked really nice. Yeah, yeah, and and if they if they go to that, that would look really cool. But I remember those green seats not matching with those hideous jerseys that they trotted out there at first. <laughs> That's right. Their uniforms and the logo just did not go with that stadium at all. It was it was so weird. And and I liked the logo, the A with the wing, I thought was nice. Mm -hmm. I just hated those uniforms. The hat I lived with, I did not like the powder blue button on top. I just it was just <laughs> it was straight. It wasn't the same blue. It was just weird. Uh, you know, we got used to it. And when they changed, when I saw they first changed the logo back to the big A. You know, too, I thought, that, that's it, that's it. Then when I saw the uniform, I was like, they're red? Yeah, that <laughs> shocked me, happen? too. That shocked the hell out of me. But, you know, you get used to that, too. I mean, God, it's been, this is the longest stint we've had with uh, the same uniform. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. We. Yeah. Uh, this is we, what going on red. 21. Yeah, we've been red longer than any other uniform we've ever had. Yeah. So, we've also had three different names. <laughs> <laughs> changes, changes something that also would have fit good if we would have changed owners but that's a story for another day yeah yeah oh, real quick though um, <laughs> real quick on you could tell how much people love the o2 jersey concept in the current one that we have now because i remember going to games in that stint where we had those disney jerseys the pinstripes there was very rare it was very rare to see a lot of angel fans wearing jerseys or shirts you know it was primarily hats because of giveaways um, but <laughs> you didn't see the merchandise flying off the shelf. Now, when they switched to yeah. red and that clean look, man, it, that stuff was flying off the shelves, dude. It, it, it was, was a, it, it had a, a kind of an old fashioned look to it, old fashioned baseball look to it, but it was a little more modern, but it was a great, I mean, it was a great design. I remember not liking at first, not liking the red a on the red hat. I thought you kind of lost it in the hat a little bit. But, you know, the more I looked at it, I was like, no, that, I like that. That looks nice. There's different shades of red in there. and it, it, It's a cool look. The silver halo I liked because that harkens back to, you know, the 60s halo and, um, and early 90s halo because we were all used to having the yellow halo, which I know a lot of people, for some reason, fans just love the gold halo, the yellow halo. Yeah. <laughs> they love that over everything, it seems like. Everybody's always... Yeah, it's nice, but uh, that halo needs to be yellow. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but you know that's uh, people just love it. But um, yeah, I, I remember thinking it so weird because they were all red. But at the same time, I was like, no, that's a that's a really nice, clean, crisp look. I really like it. And man, how do you start a year off with a new uniform like the one we had? That was made it even more. <laughs> yeah, dude. Even more, you know, it was it was it was something else. It was something else. But you know, you made up. You put a post out on Instagram, uh, I think it was today, about um, rebrand. Should we rebrand? And uh, I'm kind of on board with you on that. I think I think we, I, I think we, that's something we should definitely look at or look into anyway. I don't know if that's in Artie's plans at all. Probably not, but because that cost him. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, that's a that's a story we got to jump on because I just read an article the other day with revenue sharing. Each team at the end of the season gets 150 million, and that 150 million for about what 85 percent of the league covers payroll. So, <laughs> wow, what's going on here? Oh well, that goes to booze. Yeah, apparently, Scotch is very expensive. <laughs> it is. Oh boy. Okay, man. Oh man, I, I'm telling you that the the, the Scotch. Pri- I, I guess he has a very uh, expensive taste in Scotch. <laughs> scotch and some other things, maybe as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I. I. Oh boy. <laughs> my my hope, and it's it's a very. It's 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 um, it's, it's it's a hope. <laughs> it's, it, is that he kind of maybe the reason why he was looking for some for a reason to sell i'm i'm hoping was maybe cuz he just wanted to back out of this uh with you know every all the responsibilities of being the owner and all that stuff maybe something clicked where he's like maybe the price wasn't right maybe he just thought no you know what i got to win as owner here i got to win one at least and maybe he just you know that ego part of him kicked in uh i i'm just hoping he realizes that okay, let me sit back because it seemed like he kind of did that this offseason. And I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm not sure if, if that's what happened or not. It just seemed like that to me, looking from the outside in, and letting Perry kind of just, you know, take the reins and say, okay, this is what we need. Let's fix it. And he fixed a lot of our issues. I really loved the offseason. Mm-hmm. This offseason, I really liked what he did. To me, it was extremely important, and it wasn't flashy, it wasn't sexy, but it was needed um he did a lot i mean there's still some work to do you know to do here and there but he filled in a lot he created depth we have uh major league players now that are there to back up our star players in case they go down Mm -hmm. uh you know third base position (laughs) Uh, (laughs) actually i'm really really hoping and praying that rendon has a, a solid healthy season so we can really see what he's able to do. Because if he's healthy all season and he has a glimpse even of what he was with the Nationals, oh, my goodness, we're, we're maybe in for a treat. With Trout going off, if he stays healthy as well, and uh, Otani's a monster, I mean, we, 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 we may have a treat laying ahead of us this season. We'll see. We literally only need Rendon to get us about 20 homers and about 75 RBIs, I believe. Yeah, I and – we'll and I think people forget how clutch he is too. You know, you remember how clutch Benji Molina was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it having a player like that so important and so key in in victories. And he's that guy. He's just always hurt. It's kind of like me. It's always injured. Something's always wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something always going on. It's like, what's happening with this guy? But he's, he's a, uh, uh, I, I think he's a big, no one really talks about him. I think they kind of just cancel him out like, ah, well, if he's there, he's there. But I, I really think if he's healthy, that's, that's a big spot with a big star player at third base. You know, I, I, people, people just, I just don't think people like to count him because they figure he's going to be, he's definitely going to be hurt this year again. You know, yeah, so. I mean, until he proves people different, we just don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the truth. We, we're used to what we see, so. <laughs> yeah. But all right, um, we uh, I pr- I really enjoyed this uh, this episode with you, Halo Joe, and hopefully that we can do some more episodes moving forward. Obviously, you got your rewind coming up, um, and hopefully we can uh, do um, you know get together for uh, a roundtable and discuss the projections for the 2023 season, right? Yeah, sounds good. We should actually meet up somewhere and have an actual round table. With well, you know dim what? lighting, a lot of smoke. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make it roll. Yeah, we could we could probably do that here either in my studio or, or or outside on the patio. I think that that would actually work. Yeah, we'll send a greyhound out for Randy, bring him down here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Randy. Randy will get uh, get into his rants. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love. I would love to hear that live. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, plan for that then, because we're all spring training just started today. So uh, as of uh, 
today. We have a few games in the books already. So uh, the Angels will be starting the, tomorrow, is it, or Sunday? Uh, it's tomorrow, yeah. yeah. And do you smell that? It smells like Mariners. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, Halo Joe, uh, this oh, is cinch. Yeah. You want to plug your pages one more time? Uh, yeah, just, you know, uh, Facebook, Facebook page, Halo Joe for all your history needs and Halo Joe Facebook group. If you want to speak uh, your mind about uh, the up-to-date uh, <clears throat> issues on the Angels, come on in, join the group. Uh, there's a lot of room for more complaints. <laughs> a lot of death threats. No, no, I honestly, it's a great group page. Uh, a lot of cool fans on there on my history page as well. A lot, of, uh, a lot of older fans on that page. A lot of them like to share their times of being with their dad at Wrigley field with watching the PCL angels. I love when they share their on comments, they'll share like, I remember that program or, Oh boy. And they start telling you stories about, you know, hanging out at the stadium and, I love that stuff because that's far beyond before my time. So to hear that, extremely interesting. I love that. So if you like that too, it's all there. Uh, and then I'm also on Instagram as well. And then, of course, you can catch me here on Halos in the Infield on YouTube and podcasts on, on Spotify. Love yeah, it. You guys, are on, you guys are on everything. Yeah, we've jumped on the bandwagon of just about everything. We're still trying to perfect it all. So hopefully this is yeah. a season where we blow it up. So we'll see. Catch Halos in the Infield on KMPC. <laughs> yeah catch catch todd on the uh post game show yeah. todd's new cooking show yeah Every day, just come out with a cooking show <laughs> there you go all right so for todd fox i'm here on halos in the infield and halo joe from halo joe's page goodbye everybody there you go